What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I just want to welcome y'all to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. While I have your attention, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. Also, rate it and review it. Also, if you ever thought about starting a podcast, you can start now. I have my course available, How to Start a Dope Podcast and Stay Consistent, all available at theartoflettinggopodcast.com. If you know anybody that wants to start a podcast, tell them sign up. It's on sale this month only, 50% off. Peace. Being an entrepreneur is tough, sometimes discouraging. I try to share my journey, no telling who I'm encouraging. Pushing through all the pain to getting those. This podcast is only scratching surface of where we go. And speaking to Mexico, I'm trying to inspire in different languages. Que estás esperando? What the fuck do I know? Still got some work to do. I feel it's worth it too. I want to change the world, but understands it starts with you, meaning myself. And I got some help. Got no who on the show when she shared all that she felt about being a mom, about quitting a job, having a podcast and how it's been thus far if i gave you advice just keep going if i said it in spanish he gave luchando and if you didn't know it's the art of letting go so right now i want y'all to enjoy the show yo what up this is mike brown and this is the art of letting go today i have a special guest in the building um we connected through twitter and like i was saying you know I really enjoy connecting with people virtually because uh, that was something I learned during the pandemic. I had never done it before. And, you know, it just gave me the opportunity to just connect with people that are, you know, just on the same wave as me, the same vision and just like trying to move forward and passionate about what they're doing. And um, when we had the chance to talk, you told me about your podcast and I got a chance to listen to it. And really enjoyed it, really thought it was a dope concept. And um, yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward to to being on yours as well. But um, do you mind introducing yourself to the people? Yeah. Okay. My name is Nobuko Simafu. I am living in Canada, BC on Vancouver Island. Uh, I was born and raised in Zimbabwe. I moved to Canada when I was 17. Um and yeah, I, uh, I'm a podcaster too, but who isn't <laughs> nowadays? Right, right. That's, that's a good thing though. Cause you know what? We, we all have a story to tell. So it's nice that everybody gets to, to share their, their perspectives of things. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I love it. It's, uh, it's like the new thing. It's like, <laughs> It really is. I guess it's not that new. Yeah. How are you doing today? I am feeling good energetically, uh, but physically in my body, I'm a little bit tired. I went over to the mainland for a day yesterday, and it's just such a long trip. Um, so I'm just feeling tired. So I'm looking forward to getting to bed early tonight. Yeah. How far how far is the island from the mainland? I mean, as the crow flies, it's only like probably like 25 kilometers, but because you got to drive down the island to a ferry terminal, hop onto a ferry, 
cross the strait and then when you get to the mainland then you've got to get from that ferry terminal into the city so all told from the time i leave my house if i have a vehicle it's like a four hour three four hour thing but if i don't have a vehicle then it's like six seven nice nice and what what brought you out there but it's lovely um work so i'm a mining engineer and uh there is a mine on the island that uh i was well when i came here that i was working for and then i i left the mining industry and uh remained on the island because it's so beautiful nice nice yeah. Um, so I have a new segment that I've been doing um, that is a thought of the week. And I wanted to share a thought with you and just get your uh, get your thoughts on it as well. Like just to see what what your feelings and, and thoughts are on it. So I'll play it for you and then we can talk about it. OK, let's see. Hey, while you pull that up, I'm just going to grab my cup of tea. I forgot it brewing. It's right in the kitchen. I'm here having a thought, and my thought is, how do you know when that special person is that special person? So the question was, how do you know when that special person is that special person? Okay. Um, So I think who your special person is has a lot to do with who you are in that Mm. moment at that time. And so I think a, a person, that special person, how you'll know is you'll resonate at similar frequencies. I think, I think similar frequencies, you'll be, you know, you're complementary to one another. I don't think you have to be the same. I think complementary is, is better. Um, and then I think there's a choice aspect of it. Yes. That you decide that this is now my special person. And, and if you're fortunate, they decide that you're their special person, and then you make the time and the space for each other, honoring each other as each other's special person. I like that. I appreciate that response. So now we could we could jump into what it. What do you think um, it is? I think I think what you said resonated a lot to me. Um, I do believe that we meet people where we are in our lives. And, uh, a lot of times people reflect the work that we're either doing or have to do, you know? So when somebody does feel like that, you know, and, and even, even in somebody being that special person, there, there is a a time of that, you know, like I've experienced just in dating, like feeling like somebody was that special person. And for that time, it may have been, you know, and through growth, 
I may have outgrown them or they may have outgrown me or however, you know, it may have went. But I think like to really, truly find that quote unquote one is really, like you said, being on that same frequency and, you know, the path of growing together, you know. So, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I think. Yeah. So I wanted to get into our episode and I wanted to start with because we both have recently quit our jobs and uh, I wanted to know, well, first, congratulations on that because uh, thank you. It's not easy. It's not easy. It really (laughs) is not. (laughs) It really is not. (laughs) But what inspired you to quit your job? Oh, that was easy. I hated my job. I hated my job. I've hated the line of work I've done for years. Um, and I've, I've tried to power through it because I went to university. I got an engineering degree. Um, and, you know, I chose the profession be- for money, 100% for money. And, I mean, you make good money as a mining engineer, but you pay for it. You earn it, you pay yeah. for it. Um, and I realized it was starting to really erode who I was as a person. Oh, wow. And so. Um, so what do you, what do you mean I by just, that? I just said, asking. I said to myself, you have to do something. Um, so. I'm generally speaking a very, I think I'm a, I'm a bright person. Um, I love people. I love interacting with people. I like creating things. It doesn't have to be anything profound, even if it's a quilt. Um, and I think I'm also very soft. Working in mining, however, it's a white male dominated industry. It's a tough industry. Um, it's a dangerous industry and, uh, being in that environment was taxing in like the smallest ways. For instance, this was, I mean, I've never had a job that started before six 30. <laughs> Some of them wow. started at six. So yeah. <laughs> my, for my career, I've been waking up at four, four thirty in the morning uh, traveling an hour and a half to get to work. So, I mean, that's just one thing. And then you get to work and I have to assume a certain persona because I'm surrounded by white men, I'm a black woman, and I'm in a position of, you know, where I have to speak and make decisions. And then that's assuming another persona. I had to walk a certain way. I had to talk a certain way. I had to be just... In a lot of ways, somebody I wasn't really interested in being. Um, on top of that, I found the work. I think the concept of the work is really interesting. I mean, uh, I worked in drill and blast. So like uh, designing what where we're going to drill to get whatever we're mining, whether it was gold, um, copper, whatever we're mining. Then figuring out how much explosive we need. Um Then I worked as a planner, like a production planner, estimating how much metal are we going to produce for the month? Are we going to meet our targets? So in concept, that sounds really cool because mining 
everybody does people some people don't know this but we can't have the society we have today we can't make our society any more green without mining so in that sense it's it sounds great but i was like but i honestly don't give a shit about how it's done <laughs> i don't care <laughs> and so <laughs> and so i've always because I, there was all these things kind of agi- this these this agitation inside me and I finally said, the money is not worth it. It's not worth it. Um, That's real. And then I jumped. I jumped out the window and I said, the net will appear. And it has. That's what's up. That's what's up. So what are you doing now? Uh, right now, I am currently unemployed. Um, okay. I spent the summer healing. In like I mean, in my body, mentally, psychologically, um, the work I ca- the work I did was very hard on my body. A lot of sitting, uh, so the whole right side of my body because it's compu- a lot of it's computer design. I was using the right side of my body, and I just started to develop all sorts of aches and pains. Um, not being in an environment that I hated has allowed me to bloom again um and yeah so now i'm just figuring out what's next and now i know what i want to do next and now i'm like okay i'm preparing for that now so i'm it's an exciting place to be yeah thank you (laughs) i agree with you of course of course um i said entrepreneurship feels like the most exciting and both anxiety uh <laughs> driven thing that I've ever done in my life like it it I'm really excited about what I'm doing but it also makes me feel very anxious just kind of looking at that what's next um I'm finding for myself I hold a lot of fear in a uh, financial stability and I'm really having to work through that and I'm I'm Letting that go, and I, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast since I've left my job, but letting go of that fear and taking on financial abundance and just trying to understand what that looks like and feels like for me. And it's making me become a better businessman and really trusting in my product. And that's so hard, especially coming from like, you know, music and art and just how people make you feel like you're, yeah. this is what you're supposed to do. Like you're not supposed to expect to be yeah. rich and this and that. And it's like, no, I'm, yeah. uh, I deserve that just like everybody else. <laughs> listen, listen, I hear you. I hear you. Financial anxiety is huge, huge for me. Like, yeah. so I bought this place in November and then I quit my job. And, uh, the, and I, I, I realized this weekend that, I can't afford to live here anymore. That's that's what it is. And so now I'm going to be renting out my place and going to live somewhere else because I'm like, well, I have to protect my investment. That's okay. It'll always be here. And um, and I know that it's going to be okay. I know that it, but that making that decision was very emotional for me. Um, but then I'm also now at a spot where I say, Listen, 
You've been figuring shit out since you were 17 when you became a mom at 17. You've been figuring shit out. Why is this any different? And so letting go of this attachment, I mean, it's my home and I love it here, but letting go of this attachment has opened up other possibilities. So I'm going home to Zimbabwe in November and I'm staying there for um, three months. Um, and when I come back, um, I'm just going to get like, I'm going to continue like podcasting and building this thing I have for myself. But I, I've also decided I want to get a master's degree. So when I come back, that's what I'll be doing. I'll just be a, a broke student and that's okay. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No. That's beautiful. No. That's really beautiful. Um, how did you get into podcasting? Oh, so I learned about podcasts in 2014. And I was like, oh my God, I want to do this. Um when I was a child, I used to pretend with my cousins that I was Oprah Winfrey and I would interview them. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. I think I was a natural. Um, and every time I would listen to a podcast, I'd be like, man, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. But I didn't know what, what I wanted to talk about. And then, I, yeah. and then I was like, well, talk about what you know. And I said, well, I know a lot about being a mom. So... <laughs> I said, okay, I'm going to do a parenting podcast and then I'm going to niche it up and do a podcast specifically for African mothers raising their children outside of Africa. And uh, I mean, I've, that's my that's my niche. I'm enjoying it. People are enjoying it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, as soon as I heard a podcast, I was like, I want to do that. And it, it took, what, nine years, 2014, carry the two i don't know <laughs> six eight yeah eight years but you know eight what? years to uh better better late than never and it's dope to hear that you know it sounds like you're still connected to your inner child because you know you were you were interviewing as a child and now you're doing it today so that's that's really dope to hear yeah yeah being a mother, do you see things that like your child is interested in and do you like kind of kind of pour into those like uh, passions or hobbies? Absolutely. Yes. I actually have a, a an episode on that, nurturing your child's talent and 100%. So my son, Owami, he is 16 years old. And over the years, he's been into this and that. Um, and when he is, when he finds something that he's into, I'm like, okay, uh, what do you like about it? Um, he'll tell me, okay, he, I always put the onus on him. Uh, you tell me what you want to do and I'll support you. Um, and so, like, in the last few years, it's been basketball. And so I talk to him. I think I'm kind of like his psychological coach. 
<laughs> in that, like his psychological sports coach, because I'll ask him, okay, well, how did you feel about the game? How did you feel about your game? How did you feel about your energy with your team? And, you know, we'll have that conversation. And, uh, and I see it like when he's on the court, for instance, I, I told him ages ago, I was like, you're a leader. Okay. You're a leader. And I suspect a lot of your teammates look to you for their energetic, uh, calibration. So go out mm. there and lead energetically. And I, and I, and I see that in him, you know, sometimes if I'm watching one of his games, I'll be like, I didn't see a lot of tenacity out there. What's going on? And we'll explore that. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, one of the things I did when, you know, winter, well, during the pandemic, actually, when he couldn't play with his friends, I got him a sports psychology book to, you know, to, cause I mean, that's a big part. He wants to play in university. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly trying to connect with him through his interests. That's awesome. That's really dope. Um, do you feel you. like yeah, it's fun? What what advice would you give to two people raising children right now? And um I just a tip that you would give to people raising children right now. Um, I think the biggest one is give your child a voice. Let your child internalize that what they think is important, what they have to say is important, that they have a right to be listened to, um, and that it's okay to, to speak. It's okay to be loud. I, I, that's one thing I really want parents to pour into their children because I think then the rest gets easier. Yeah. That would be that's my thing. Dope. Yeah. That's really dope. Um, I kind of want to go back to the podcasting because uh, I am doing a podcasting course. So I've been having a lot of people hitting me up about just how to start a podcast, equipment, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm curious to know, experience-wise, how, how has podcasting been for you so far? Cathartic, therapeutic fun, uh, easier than I expected. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a joy. Yeah. Uh, the only stressful part about it for me is I'm a, I'm quite disorganized and I'm not great at planning. <laughs> So I'm supposed to be releasing, I will be releasing an episode tonight at midnight. And okay. I didn't, I was at this event last night and I was like, oh, that's a great topic. Um, and then I went out, I had fun. And then I, and then last night I was like, shit, what was that? What was that idea? Shit, shit. What was that idea? And then I got home and I was taking a nap. I was like, oh, that's right. Self-care. Cool. So. <laughs> So after this, I'm going to be, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. What was the question? I, I, st I tend to ramble. 
<laughs> no, it's all good. No, you you were you were definitely answering. I was asking how has a podcasting been for you, but you but you know you're answering in real time. Like I think people need to really know about this because trust me, I for a long time, especially when I was working, I was editing episodes up to the last minute. You know, uh, putting episodes yeah. out late, just skipping episodes, just really having a hard time finding my flow. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've been trying to push on people is consistency of just like, if you yes. say you're going to put an episode out Wednesdays at seven o'clock, have them out at Wednesday, seven o'clock. Even if the episode is you explaining, yeah. hey, I couldn't get an episode at, at, at this time. And just talking about it, because I think people will benefit from my experience, I think that's been my biggest thing with my podcast is just not being so polished. Like, I don't want this to look hard for somebody. I want them yeah. to see this and say, I can do this. Yeah. It's James Woods, a.k.a. that yoga dude with feel free to feel free. Stop. Pause. Acknowledge that you have the power to pause any negative thoughts, any thoughts that don't align with your goals, with your person, with who you want to become. Take a deep breath. And move forward with your thoughts of positivity, joy, peace, relaxation. Focusing on your goals. Focusing on becoming the person you want to be. Breathe. Relax. Pause. And think towards your goals. Your joy. Your peace. Your relaxation. Your focus. Breathe in. As always, feel free to feel free and namaste. Peace. No, I feel that. And I think it brings a certain authenticity to it. Like yeah. you're a person listening. I'm a person listening. You know how it be. Sometimes you come home and your laptop is like, well, not today. <laughs> and you know, we can all relate to all these things that can just happen. Uh, but I think that consistency is critical. That consistency, even I think even for yourself as the creator, um, because there's a momentum buildup. And I think when you lose that momentum, it you're not starting from the beginning, but you're starting off a little bit further back than you might have been had you keep had you kept going. Um so yeah, I would that's something I would impress upon people that want to if you want to get into podcasting, first of all, this is the best. So, um that book The Artist's Way. The best yes. advice I think you can give to somebody that wants to start a podcast and they're like, "Man, I'm not sure, will it be good?" Da da da. Okay. Go there and make your first bad podcast because let me tell you what, once you have that one bad podcast published guess what you are now a podcaster 
you can get to the being a good podcaster later on. I agree. You know, and it's like, just do you, it. If you record your worst episode, there's, you can only go up from there. You're not going to get worse if you feel like it's your worst episode. So that's what I always exactly. tell people too. Like, exactly. You know, exactly. When you, when you see all of this, like you're seeing a polished version of it. Like you're seeing like years of this building up to what it is. And I think that is something that I've noticed is that people want to skip steps. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's because the, the journey people, you don't see the behind the scenes. The journey isn't apparent. If you know, you, you get attracted to the end product. And, and I think something you really, if you want to get into podcasting, something I'm be okay with being a beginner, be okay with making mistakes, be okay with it. Let it go. Let it go. It's an art. Right. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. That is a fact. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the artist way as well, because, um, you know, I, I mean, I've read the book so many times and I get something from it every time I do. Mm. The last couple of times I've did it, I, uh, I led a group of people, actually two groups of people in like a, like a workshop in a sense for uh, just being on that journey together. Like it, it's, it's a really good book. It was hard for me to do alone, but doing it with other people, it just, it just felt so powerful. And our journeys are so connected. And every time I've done mm. it, like the groups of people have been so connected, but I'm curious to know what was your experience with it? Okay. So <laughs> This sounds so dramatic, but it's it's really changed my view on life in in a really profound. Actually, it's not dramatic. It's changed my view in a really profound way. Um, wow. This book challenges me because I still haven't finished it. I'm still working through it, and I'll tell you what the effect it has on me is so. Uh, potent that sometimes I struggle to go back to it to do the next chapter because the work is quite the work is challenging it's a lot of digging yeah. within yourself it's a lot of interrogating of your own ideas interrogating of your own beliefs and it's uncomfortable sometimes it's really uncomfortable uh but man I think I think it should be like required reading for people yeah. after high school should be required reading like every five years, at least everybody should like mandate, you know how we had the mask mandates. No, let's do <laughs> <laughs> a mandate of everybody reading this book. <laughs> yes. I agree uh, with you. It's powerful. It's so powerful. Like, Okay, so I'll tell you. Okay, so you know how there's the morning pages. Yes, I and still do for, those. For you that, for people that don't know, kudos for people that don't know. The artist pages, the morning pages are every morning before you get out of bed. You write on a piece of paper, old school style, three pages of 
whatever. If you have nothing to write, you write, I have nothing to write for three pages. But it doesn't happen very often. But that purging first thing in the morning, I mean, it's so... It's so, if oh man, I, I don't even know how to put it to, into words, but it uh, it encourages that introspection right at the top of the day that yeah. you can then carry with you. And me, I guess sometimes it's measuring yourself against what and who you say you're about. Sometimes it gives you, uh, it gives you, I think uh, for me, it gives me a window into myself to say, hey, Nobu, this is what you need today, depending on what comes out on the pages for me. Sometimes um, it's like, well, you need a little bit of tenderness uh, today because you're not feeling okay and that's okay. And so I'll, I'll give myself a break. I'll give myself a fucking break. Like uh, sometimes it's uh, accountability. It'll sometimes those morning pages will tell me that, you know what, you, the, the pity party is done. I'm tired. Yeah. Like you're tired of yourself at this point. So get your shit together. Um, and sometimes it, it inspires gratitude. You know, when you write the affirmations. Yeah. Sometimes it inspires gratitude and it, 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 uh, I walk into the day um, at an elevated energetic level, that's almost like a dome though. It's like a protective dome so that if someone comes at me sideways, it just ricochets, you know, not in my dome. <laughs> if, if, uh, if, uh, you know, it's almost like you're immune to energetic interferences. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it's such a powerful tool of self-exploration. It is. It really is. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm glad that yeah. you shared that because, uh, you know, I, I try to push it on people all the time and they think I'm just trying to push it just because, it's you know, it's what I do. But, yeah, I'm glad you shared that because, man, that book has helped me so much in my journey um, it's funny, I was even thinking that I need to start taking myself on dates again. I need to start going back to the artist dates and yes, just planning yes, those out because yes. they're beneficial as well. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like for me, I've always known that my inner child was so there and like... <laughs> I have a big, I have a very big inner child, but, um, I think through the years she'd become a little bit stunted. Part of it was because of the work I was doing. It felt yeah. like there was no space for her. Um, but the reading the book, cause I, the concept of an inner child for me was just kind of something that I had intuitively felt, but then reading it in the book validated everything that I had always kind of known to be true. And then it gave me the license to be like, yes, indulge your inner child. Indulge your inner child. Like, yeah. let her out. Let her let her run things for a little while. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's, I mean, it's, I mean, children are so wonderful. 
connecting with myself as a child. I mean, I love it so much. I love it so much. So, yeah. That's really dope. That's really dope. Um, so I wanted to move into a section that we call Ask Me a Question, where the listeners send in questions. Okay. So, okay. yeah, we're going to move into Ask Me a Question. And this is the fav- This is my favorite part of the show. I love the questions, and I like the five questions. <laughs> and that intro. All right. <laughs> so our first question comes it. from. <laughs> first question comes from Vince, and it is: How do you manage your stress when you feel? you're not able to. Oh, okay. I'm very familiar with stress. Um, first thing is acknowledging I am stressed the fuck out. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'm stressed. What I do is I'll go look in the mirror and I'll talk to myself and I'll say, no, but what do you need in this moment to feel better? Sometimes um, I need a hug. You know, that that hormone release for when you get a hug. Um, and sometimes I don't have somebody around to hug me. So I'll wrap my arms around me myself and I'll just close my eyes and I'll say, okay, there, there's a hug. Um, and then sometimes... Uh, I think sometimes you just have to let yourself feel because trying to snatch the solution out of the universe can feel like grasping at straws with which then stresses you out more. And so I think when you're stressed out, it's actually really important to do whatever you need to quiet your mind um, because a mind that's stressed out isn't optimal anyway. Um, So find a way to, 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 to quiet your mind. And it doesn't mean like turn off the stress. No, the stress is still there, but right. see if you can quiet your mind. Cause it also gives you an opportunity to say, okay, the thing I'm stressed about, is it even important? You know, is it even something that warrants stress? Cause sometimes, and then there's another thing. So if you can say, okay, this thing that's stressing me out in this other book I read, it's like, there are some problems that are gravity problems you know, gravity is an irrefutable force in our existence. If, let's say you keep dropping something, are you going to turn off gravity? No. Like, that's not something you can fix. Live with it, right? But if you can quiet your mind and say, discretize, okay, this is my problem. Okay, I've identified the problem. And you kind of like peel away at whatever until you find your answer there but yeah acknowledge the stress give yourself what you need quiet the mind and then exfoliate to the solution that's what's up that's what's up i appreciate that um the next question is have you found your purpose in life and do you have recommendations on how to go about doing it Have I found my purpose in life? I'm getting very close to it. Um, 
uh, it's something I've really struggled with. Part of the reason why it took me so long to leave the mining industry was I, I don't know what I'll do. I don't know what I'll do. I have no idea what I'll do. Um, the artist's way has been so um, helpful in that regard. Listen, if if for no other reason, read The Artist's Way if you feel like you don't know what your purpose in life is. You will. I would, I doubt, I mean, unless you're super special, I doubt that you won't be able to <laughs> find your purpose. Right. Um, uh, have I found my purpose? I'm so close. I, like, I, it's it's coming. You know what it's like? I think your purpose, and the book actually says this, it's like, there's a mirror and it's fogged up or maybe that's another book the the four agreements but finding your purpose is like a a, a process of yeah yeah it's a process of like cleaning that mirror to see yourself uh yeah sorry i forgot what the question was waffling away (laughs) it's all good it's all good And I got one more for you. And this is from Jorge. Um, What do you do when you feel lonely? Oh, my gosh. That's that's another feeling I'm very well acquainted with. Um, When I feel lonely, I ask myself, are you feeling lonely... Uh, because you're withdrawing or are you feeling lonely because you're struggling to find a connection? Sometimes it's a connection to yourself. Sometimes it's a connection to another. Um, And then for me, it takes courage when I am feeling lonely, because when, when I start to feel lonely, it starts off as, oh, I'm lonely. And then, and then self-pity comes to the party. And then, um, and then all the un- unwelcome thoughts come in as well. And so when I'm feeling lonely, I have to be, I have to be, I have to have enough courage to say, okay, if you're lonely, you're probably bored as well. Well, you haven't been cycling in weeks. So there's something you could do. And then mm-hmm. that then uh, interrogates your, your what's going on with you. Well, you know, you have a bike, you don't want to go out for a bike. Well, do you really want to stop being lonely? Or are you just kind of, but then I guess there's also like that existential loneliness, right? There's can be, you know, I'm having a lonely weekend, but then the existential loneliness, um, that's something I feel a lot. Um <sighs> And that one's harder, but I think it's kind of the same process on a on a grander scale, figuring out, well, what are the things that are important to me? What are the things that I'm genuinely interested in? And then have the courage to engage in those things, because then that's where you'll meet like-minded people anyway. I think that's where you're more likely to meet people on a similar frequency as you. So you have to have the courage to come out of your shell um, and meet the loneliness head on. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, I, f- I feel that. I do feel that. 
So now we are moving into our five questions of freedom sponsored by feel free to feel free. So question number one is Beyonce or Rihanna? Oh, come on. That's not even fair. Uh, (laughs) Okay. I'll have to go with Rihanna. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'd have to go with Riri. I love her vibe. I think, I think she and I would uh, have a lot more fun. Frankly, if I had to spend a day with one of them, I think Rihanna and I would vibe. (laughs) I feel that. I feel like she would be fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She's real. Yeah. Second question is Afro beats or trap beats? Afro beats. Come now. I'm a child of Africa. That one is a no-brainer for me, non-brainer. Like for me, for me, African American culture is foreign because yeah. I'm I'm African African. I mean, I hate those divisive, but the, you know, but that's that's the fact. So the oh man, Afro beats every day, all day. <laughs> Except that's for when up. I'm playing Renaissance for the 10 millionth time on loop. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But she also has an album with Afro Beats also. Uh, the one that she yes. did for Lion King. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, the the gift. covers everything. Yep. Listen. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, my third question is... What is something personality-wise that you like about yourself? Uh, I think I have a magnetic personality, and I really like that about myself. I know that I can draw people in and make them feel welcome and make them feel listened to. Um, And that's something I really, really give myself kudos for. You know, sometimes we can really struggle to find the good in ourselves, but that's something that of late I've allowed myself to internalize. Um, and it's something people have been saying to me for years. Um, and I just couldn't, I didn't know how to internalize it, but, but lately I'm just like, Lately, I've been like, firstly, I love spending time by myself because I'm a vibe. I'll be by myself in the house (laughs) having conversations. I'll be having conversations with myself. And, you know, I'm just like, okay, but Loki, you are the life of the party. And I'm like, right? (laughs) That's hilarious. But I feel it. I do. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. (laughs) Yeah. My fourth question is, what is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Uh, I would say you're probably not going to figure it out. So don't, don't even try. Just explore, explore, be curious. Oh, that's one. That's if I could go back in time, uh, I'd say to Nobu, hey, 
be more curious because I'm a curious person, but I'd be like, be more curious, go and try it, try anything at least once. Just try, because I'll tell you what, and, and this is why, uh, so growing up, my father died when I was, uh, just shy of my ninth birthday and the few memories I have, thank you. The few memories I have of him was him, uh, boasting to anyone that would hear him about how intelligent his daughter was. Oh, my, my, he, he had a, a South African accent. He was, he, he was South African. He, my daughter is so intelligent. And that's something I grew up hearing and something, something my mom's echoed. And it actually made me so fearful of trying new things. I'm, you know, as a child, I was athletic as well. Like I played hockey, field hockey on a national wow. level. It, hearing that about myself made me afraid to not be good at something. Uh, and it's something that I'm unlearning now as an adult, that it's okay to be a beginner. It's okay to look foolish. It doesn't matter. So if I could go back, I would say, be curious and be okay with making mistakes. Man, I needed that reminder for myself. So thank you. Good, good. <laughs> and my last question is, what is a reminder that you want to leave for your future self? The same thing. Keep trying new things and don't be afraid of making mistakes. I think there could be a tendency as we get older to start telling ourselves, well, it's too late for that. I should have done this. It's too late for that. And firstly, that's a lie. Unless you're dead. When you're dead is when it's too late. <laughs> that's when it's too late. But as long as you're still breathing, it's not too late. So keep being curious. It's, and another thing I think, as the older we get, we become more set in our ways. And you think you know what you know. And you think what you know is the truth, blah, 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 blah. No. I, when I talk to my friends, I, I encourage them to reinterrogate some of the ideas and beliefs that they've held. Um, I think of it as like just unpacking your, the little suitcase of who you are, look at everything that's in there. And some of the things you'll discard, you'll be like, well, no, that's that idea. Because those ideas and beliefs, even though we're not conscious of them, they're latent within us and they are actually still informing our perceptions, our, our you know, the way we see people, the way we see things, the way we understand things. And so if you don't interrogate some of those beliefs, if you're not curious about yourself, you might find that you're actually not living the life of integrity, integrity with yourself that you're searching for, which I think can lead to loneliness and stress, you know? So yeah. Yeah. That's real. Nobu, where can the people find you? Where can they find a podcast? We're going to look for it at midnight. <laughs> okay. Um, you can find me on... Okay, so firstly, I suck at social media. I'm not very good at it. So 
I would say f- f- um, on Instagram at Nobumafu, uh, no, at the real Nobumafu, N O B U M A F U, the real Nobumafu. Um, and my podcast is called The League of Evil Moms. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. And there will be an episode dropping tonight at midnight. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Nobu, thank you so much for coming on the show. Like, I'm definitely going to bring you back. I, I always love to introduce my my audience to a guest and then eventually bring them back you know because i'm so excited for your journey just with everything you're doing and um you know we are definitely cheering for you over here so yeah thank you for coming on the show thank you so much for having me i'm so happy that we finally did this and uh, i would love to love to love to love to come back on the show Yes, yes. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. This is Mike Brown, and this has been The Art of Letting Go. Peace. Thank y'all for listening to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. Also, rate it, review it, let people know what you think. We're also on YouTube, so if you want to watch it, you can watch it there. Um, If you would like to further support the show, we are on Patreon. We do have a Patreon where I do give exclusive content. We connect as a community uh, at the art of letting go podcast.com. You can find merch. We do have some new merch coming out. Also, if you want to start a podcast, if you know anyone that wants to start a podcast, I just released my first podcasting course. It's called how to create a dope podcast and stay consistent. A lot of people don't make it past the first three episodes. I'm really trying to help y'all out and, you know, send you on the the right path on your journey. Uh, Also, if you would like to reach out to us, I'd love to hear from y'all. Send us some questions. You can hit me up at theartoflettinggopodcast at gmail.com or you can hit the website. If you want to be a guest, you can hit the website. We here. I appreciate y'all so much for listening. This is Mike Brown and this has been The Art of of letting go. Peace.